is up, my friends? How are you guys? By the time you hear this episode, it looks like it's going to be November 18th. Oh my gosh. Wow. You know, it's really funny that I'm recording this episode because the idea when I was going to initially record it was, I think, just a few weeks ago. And it's, let's talk about grief today. Have you lost anything? Have you guys ever lost anything? I want to share with you guys, again, my experience with grief recently this year and um, just the lessons I'm learning from that. And, uh, you know, just in case there's anybody else out there who can relate to me or who may be going through a season of loss and you really don't know what you're going through. Does that make sense? Like you're feeling a certain way, you know, you're feeling the sadness or you're just like going through these crazy emotions and you don't know what it is, you know? Um, You know, let's talk about grief today, you guys. But before we get into it, let's go ahead and pray. And I just want to share with you guys kind of an experience I had this morning and uh, just kind of, um, you know, just try to encourage you guys a little bit with that whole process of grief. So anyway, let's go ahead and pray. Uh, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, that you are with us through everything that we go through. You know, no matter how we feel, you're there, God. Your word is alive and active, um, sharper than a double-edged sword, Lord. You are so near to us, God. And uh, I thank you for that, Father. And I, I pray you'll please guide into this conversation talking about grief today. This is something, Lord, that I've never really understood, but just over the last few months, I've really kind of been understanding it more and appreciating it in ways that I hadn't before, and I'm super grateful for that. And I just pray you would please guide and direct this conversation, Father. I pray it encourages people or just gives them something to something to sort of chew on in their own life and gives them some tools, God, um, you know, that will help them um, in this time if they are, in fact, grieving something or someone or something. Who knows, Lord? Um, it's different for everybody. So I, I pray that you will direct this conversation and give me the words to say. Um, I thank you, Lord. Uh, we all love you, Jesus. And we pray all these things in your holy name. All right, friends, let's talk about grief today. As I shared with you guys, I think I think it was on the podcast. It was either on the podcast or on the YouTube channel. I'm not sure. But I had a very dear friend of mine. Um, I did call her my best friend. Um, I think we started it like last year or whatever. You know, we finally, we're going to go like to bestie stage, right? We've known each other for, gosh, 10 years, maybe nine or 10 years. And all of a sudden we decided that we were going to call each other best friends. Well, that was sort of me, I guess. Um, I don't really know looking back on that if, uh, you know, I, I think I initiated it. Um, she bought me a journal, I think it was, that said best friend on it. And I was like, wow, okay, so maybe that's how she feels. She just hasn't really like said it. Right. So then I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, um, she knows I write, I write a lot. And so she bought me a journal and it says, you know, my best friend got this for me. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Right. Wow. So like, we really are best friends. Have you ever like, you know, maybe when you were a kid, like you knew in your heart like that, like, like they're my best friend, but you never like really told them anyway. So we were best friends and, uh, we had a fallout this year and it was really, really hard you guys. It wasn't as hard as I thought it was until I made the move. Um, When this was happening, there was so much going on, a lot of excitement, a lot of anticipation, a lot of transition was happening. And I just never gave myself, excuse me, you guys. (sighs) I never gave myself the space to kind of process what was going on with me. And so, um, you know, it, it got put on the back burner, you know, this whole thing that happened. It hurt. I mean, I remember when it initially happened, I, I cried pretty much all day. Um, like, like really like ugly cries. Is that what they call them? 
you know, my eyes were swollen all day. I looked like a complete train wreck. I was completely heartbroken, you know, and uh, so I had kind of one day of that and, you know, I had some days where I was, you know, talking about it a lot. I still talk about it a lot, you know, that's why I know it's still bothering me. But anyway, so I got to my new place and things were calming down, you know, made the move getting settled and I just remember one of my kids mentioned one of her kids' names and my all like in my heart I just felt all of this anger you guys tons of anger tons of confusion hurt anger disappointment you name it it was there and it was coming out of my heart I was feeling it and I was like whoa what is this and I it hit me pretty hard for like a couple days. I was feeling depressed. Um, you know, like, Lord, if I feel like this every day, I don't know how in the heck I'm going to function as a person. You know, I, I hear stories of people having depression and how much it affects them. And I'm like, wow, if I had to live like this, if I felt like this every day, there's no way in heck I would be doing anything that I'm doing right now. You know, like, okay, I would be surviving. I would be caring for my children, but that's as far as it would go. Um, I wouldn't be doing a podcast. I wouldn't be writing a book. I wouldn't be trying to do videos. I would be doing none of these things that I love doing because um, the weight of the weight of the grief that day was so heavy. And anyway, so, um, sorry, you guys, I'm adjusting myself here. (laughs) I've been sitting in this chair for like an hour. But, uh, so I got up this morning, you guys, and my son, my older son got up, uh, right around the time I did. And so, you know, usually I like it really, really quiet in the morning. I like to read and and write. And so, you know, he was up, he was talking to me about a lot of things and, you know, I'm listening, but I'm kind of like just not wanting to hear anything, (laughs) you know, but, um, so, uh, he goes back upstairs or whatever and I'm still sitting there. And anyway, I, um, go get ready for the day, come back out. And, um, I start thinking about her again and I, I think it started last night. Um, a couple more pictures of her, her kids or whatever popped up on an Instagram feed and, oh man, it just, it all came back. All those emotions, right? Just feeling it again, feeling the hurt, feeling the disappointment. And I woke up this morning and I was still feeling it. And I noticed that when I get like that, I, I tend to pull away from, from people. Um, and so, uh, you know, he was talking to me and I, and I felt like I was ignoring him and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go upstairs and apologize and just say, Hey son, you know what? Um, I'm sorry for ignoring you. Like I was listening to him, but I wasn't like really engaging with him. You know, um, I felt very distracted and just in my own head. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go upstairs and go talk to him and just say, hey, you know, son, I'm not upset with you. So I went upstairs. I said, hey, son, mom is not upset with you at all. I said, I'm just having a really hard day. I said, I'm still grieving, you know, my friendship with so-and-so. And and, uh, this is really hard for me. And he goes, you know, mom, I understand. He was like, you know what? I've never had like been really, really close to somebody. But he goes, you know, he's like, I bet it's really hard. And I said, it is. And I said, I'm not taking out anything out on you. I said, I'm not upset with you. I said, I'm just hurt today. And I'm still trying to process all the stuff that happened, you know, and he's 18 now, you guys. So, you know, I feel like I can talk to him a little bit more about that kind of stuff. And, you know, just being real with him, you know, and uh, he was like, you know what, mom? He goes, it's funny that he said this because I swear I could hear myself, you know, 
he goes, mom, you know, he goes, you, he goes, you've crawled out of a lot of things, mom, you know, you've been through a lot. And, uh, he goes, you know, maybe just use it as an opportunity to prepare yourself for, you know, future relationships. He was like, you know, sit down and, and, and write, write, uh, write some things down. What were some bad things that happened? What were some good things that happened? And, and just learn, learn from it, you know, so that way this doesn't happen again with new relationships. I'm just like, wow, you know, such a wisdom at, at his age, you know? And I said, you know what, son, you're right. Cause I haven't done that yet. I have not sat down. And I don't know if you guys have ever read any of Dr. Henry Cloud's books, but he's got a really good book. Um, what's it called? Uh, oh, Necessary Endings. All right. And in that book, he talked about how when something dies, whether it's a relationship or a business or an opportunity, when something dies, how you need to uh, sit back and do an autopsy on it. You know, what was the cause of death? And look at the relational aspects of it. How are you being? How are they being? What were the symptoms? How are you feeling? Write, write all of that down. And I was like, you know what, son? That's a really good idea. And I said, I have not done that yet. I have not done an autopsy on this relationship yet. And so it was really encouraging. And, you know, it really made me appreciate my son. You know, like I said, you guys, he just turned 18. And I, I was I was glad that you know, he was able to think about it from that aspect because obviously, you know, he's going to go through things too. And, you know, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to need that advice, you know, for himself one day. And, um, so it, it, it was really good for me to sit back and realize that, you know, cause I think he told me that before when all this happened, I mean, him went out for coffee and lunch and, and this had just happened and it was pretty raw still. And he goes, you know, what, mom, everything happens for a reason. We're going to be going to a new place just be ready mom you know just learn from it so that way you don't have to go through it again and i'm just like oh he is so right so anyway you guys that was kind of my experience with it this morning you know with this whole grief well have you ever lost anything because that's what grief is right grief is just experienced loss and the feelings that are associated with that so you can lose a job, you can lose a relationship, you can, you know, small griefs, miss the exit off the highway, right? Um, any type of loss, you know, loss of time, loss of money, loss of a job, loss of relationships, loss of someone's life. It, it's all, all those losses are going to provoke a sense of grief within us, <clears throat> which is that accompanied sadness and, you know, uh, just those feelings that we go through. and. Um, so I, I, I've been going through that lately, probably the last month or so it's because it surfaces on different days. It doesn't happen every day, but if I see a picture of her or her kids, it just triggers. And, you know, one of the hardest lessons I've had to learn with grief and especially in relationships, because here's the thing in my mind, it seems so much easier to grieve and accept, um, someone who's like physically died because I can't see him anymore. You know, so it's like that forces you to have to, to let it go. Right. But what about when the person is still alive and you have to die to a certain perception you had of that person, certain expectations, maybe, you know, like for me, I had to die to the fact that, um, I cannot control how she sees me, even though for a long time I lived like I could control someone's perception of me. I did. And you know, it, it was something that I was doing subconsciously. I had no, I was not even aware that I was doing that. Right. I just thought I was being polite. <laughs> I thought I was being, 
accepting or what's the word when you just are like kind of people pleasing but you're not really people pleasing you're like just sort of compromising yourself for them like okay you know I can be like that or whatever anyway you guys so you know I had to die to myself in the way of I can't control how she sees me I can't I cannot I had to die that I cannot control people's perception of me and I have to accept the fact that people that are living are going to have a negative opinion of me to such the extent that they may deny having a relationship with me. And that was hard. That has been very difficult for me because I do. I still love her. I do. I freaking love her so much. But I have to accept the fact that, um, you know, she is she doesn't want to have that right now, you know, and I don't even like saying right now because then it gives me hope that it'll work out, you know? And you're like, wow, Ashley, that's terrible. But you know what? Um, I don't want it to be a false hope, right? I have to be able to, you know, learn these lessons, grieve what I need to grieve. And you know, if things change, if maybe for some reason she reaches out to me or whatever, wow, that's going to be a miracle from God. I'll tell you that right now. But, you know, just being comfortable with the fact that people aren't going to see me the way I want them to see me, right? That's a that's a loss that I'm going to have to deal with. And like I said, these kinds of losses, um, you know, happen while we're still living. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's something that you have to consciously take a hold of. And so anyway, you guys, that was, that's been a challenge. Um, so if you are grieving a relationship, maybe do an autopsy on it. Like my son was talking to me about get a notebook out, ask yourself what caused the death of it? What was the, what was the, what was the situation and try to be as objective as you can, you know? And well, I, you know what? Yes and no. I'm going to say the first time, write it out however you want to write it out. Okay. No matter what it says, no matter how you feel, just write down how you saw it, no matter what. Sometimes I realize it's really hard to be objective in a situation if you haven't learned to sort of accept yourself with where you're at and how you're feeling, right? If you're like, well, I shouldn't have said this or I shouldn't have done that and you try to be objective too soon, you could really beat the crap out of yourself, you guys. You get what I'm saying? So, you know what? Do what Brene Brown says to do. And I think it's uh, it's the book um, right, Raising, Rising Strong or I think that's the name of it, you guys. I can't. Uh, rising, rising, rising strong. I think that's the name. Anyway, you guys, it's a book she wrote and she talks about, she calls it, excuse my language, the shitty first draft. All right. So that's, that's the story we tell ourselves. So write out the story, whatever story you're telling yourself, write it down. Right. And then at some point you have to be able to kind of go back to it and, you know, maybe reality check it. Right. And, you know, that's sort of like, you know, you have your rough draft and then you have your final copy, (laughs) you know, don't, don't try to write your final copy of this story in the very beginning. You need to give yourself some grace and space just to write out how you're feeling and what you were thinking and, and, and get that on the page and just learn to accept yourself in the, in the, in the situation of, you know what, I'm human and this is how I feel and that's okay. Like that learning to validate yourself. That's something I've, I've learned. I'm learning how to do. Um, instead of, uh, you know, judging myself, I shouldn't feel this and I shouldn't feel that. And I think I talked about that in another podcast that was released, you know, the end of, um, October episode, um, what was it? 59. Are you under grace or judgment? October 21st. So anyway, you guys back to grief, do an autopsy, 
write out the story you're telling yourself, okay? No matter what it is, don't judge yourself on it. And then go back to it and then just sort of, you know, how are you being? What were you needing? What were you hiding? How is the other person behaving? You know, uh, what were some maybe symptoms or red flags that were kind of going on before the initial um, uh, fallout? You know, look, look at those kind of things. And then, you know, you can extract the the wisdom from that, the, the good from it, and, and, and throw the rest out. You know, take the information you need to take from it, and then you can move on. And, uh, you know, really quick, you guys, I don't know if I've shared this before, but uh, I, I, I was feeling this situation going through this, you know, moments of grief, I call it, um, like I said, probably a couple weeks ago. And, um, I was that night I was working on my devotional and I can't remember exactly what I was talking about, but it basically, Oh, uh, you know, do you believe that Christ can fully restore your life? You know what I'm saying? And, And make you a new creation and the level that you don't believe that, right? the level that you don't believe that good can come is the indicator of the amount you need to grieve in your life. And I was like, whoa, I never thought about grief like that. So if you're kind of like me at times where you can hope for something, but then still maybe are afraid to hope because you don't want to be disappointed, that may be an indicator that there are situations in your life, experiences that you've had, that you haven't really accepted or fully grieved, right? What's grief? It's just a loss. You haven't accepted the loss. You haven't grieved it. You haven't felt it. You haven't faced it. And the reason that you continually project disappointment into the future is because you haven't let go of those things in the past, right? And I was like, wow, Lord, I never thought about grief like that. So, but it kind of motivated me a little bit because, you know, I want to fully expect good in my life from God in every area of my life. And if I'm really honest with you guys, I don't always do that. You know, um, I've been afraid to ask God for certain things or do certain things or whatever, because I don't want to be disappointed. And I was like, wow, Lord, why do I do that? You know? And then that's when I had that revelation about grief that, you know, when we have experiences in our life that did disappoint us or we lost certain things and we didn't face it, then we take those expectations into the future with us. Right. So anyway, you guys, that's all I have for you today about grief. Um, you know, that's kind of my little, my little, you know, real deal lessons that I'm learning. Um, you know, I, I I was, I got a book about grief and it it definitely wasn't what I thought it was, but, um, a really great book that you can get your hands on that I have read that I'm going to reread is how people grow. And there is a section on grief in that book. Um, it's from Dr. John Townsend and he talks about grief, but not so much in the context of someone dying, but really just in the context of life and loss, right? And and relationships, um, loss when you're losing aspects, maybe of your, uh, perception, right? Sometimes, sometimes the way we see things have to go, right? I mean, God prunes us, but looking at it kind of more from that perspective, right? So you guys, that's a really fantastic book. I'm going to be rereading it myself. I'm actually rereading um, Safe People right now. I don't know if you guys have ever read that. Um, I'm going to be rereading Boundaries. I feel like being that I'm in a new state, I'm like, Lord, I need to like be ready, you know? (laughs) But uh, anyway, you guys, I hope this was helpful. If you're in a situation of grief, a relationship, a job loss, whatever it is, write it out. 
do an autopsy on it. What was the good? What was the bad? Extract the lessons from it and move on, you guys, and do it with God's grace. Do it with his love. Do it with his grace. Do it with his mercy. And find somebody you can talk to, you know, about it too. I found that was really helpful for me. Once I could confess that to my son that, hey, son, I'm just struggling today. You know, I'm really struggling with this loss in this relationship. That took the weight off of me. So I really encourage you guys to find one person that you can trust with these kinds of things that you can talk to and and just really be open about it. You know, um, I think grief is something that us as a culture, we got to get comfortable with because we experience loss all the time. And a lot of people feel uncomfortable with loss, but loss is just the way it is at times. And loss isn't necessarily bad. Sometimes it's just baggage, emotional baggage and things that weigh us down, you know, because we want to rise higher and higher. But if we've got these limited beliefs, if we've got things we haven't processed, if we've got all these kind of stored up emotions within ourselves that we try to suppress, then, uh, you know, we're not going to go as far as, as the Lord would have us because we're just sort of, you know, weighing ourselves down with that. So you guys, you know, let it come out, you know, and that's the other thing I've had to do is if I'm feeling grief for the day in this relationship, that relationship, I told you guys, you know, if I'm feeling sad about it, I just let myself feel it. If I need to cry, I just let myself cry. You know, I, I let myself go through the emotions of it. I've heard, uh, you know, supposedly emotions only last like 90 seconds. So I'm like, oh, okay. I just have to like go through this for like a minute and a half, you know, just feel it instead of like suppressing it. A lot of times we can spend way more time suppressing an emotion than just letting it come out. It's like, oh, it takes 90 minutes. Some people take 20 years. They suppress themselves. Dude, you could be done with it in 90 seconds if you just felt it, right? So anyway, you guys, I'm going to pop off here. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in every single week. Um, if you guys ever want to sponsor it, you can, you can sponsor it 99 cents all the way up to 10 bucks a month. Um, what would I do with the money right now? I would probably just go out and buy myself a coffee. Like you guys would just treat me to coffee. You know, basically that's it. (laughs) Anyway, you guys, I love you so much. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you guys next time.